just take it. It really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head again. Because all I want to do is go to distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, seeing that bell rings and I'm still standing, I'm going to know for the first time in my life, see? That weren't just another bum from the neighborhood. Welcome back to another episode of The Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and here we are. Episode number 41 of the Actors Room, and I believe that's 41. Sometimes I get this wrong. <laughs> now, Dave may want to check on this. Is it 41? Because remember when we did the Tom Cruise episode? I fucked up. Right. I said it was the yeah. wrong episode. This is 41. They're right. So here we are. Episode number 41 of the Actors Room, and we are highlighting today one of the biggest movie stars in the world and has been since the 70s. His well, name, right? Yeah. Since the 70s. Late 70s. Sylvester Stallone. And I like calling him Sly, right? Yeah, because when you think about it, his name is Sylvester. It's such a weird name, and he hated Dude. that name, of course. Who wouldn't? Yeah, I mean, who was the last child born named Sylvester? We had a next-door neighbor named Sylvester. Lepkowski was their name? Yeah. Okay, but that's getting a little off-topic. <laughs> he was also like, you know, when we were kids, he was like 70. So Yeah, so he was older. So he there you older. go. Um. I want to go ahead and let you know that that opening clip we just played for you was in Rocky, the original Rocky, and it's a very important scene in the movie. It was uh, a scene that Rocky wrote, um, Rocky, Sylvester Sloan wrote, okay, he wrote the screenplay, and the producers of the movie, this was a very tight budget, so they were working on a very tight schedule, and they felt they didn't have enough time for this scene. Now, mind you, this scene is maybe what? Two minutes maybe, right? Yeah, it's not long. It's not long at all. And they're like, I'm sorry, Sly. We can't do it. We're just not going to do it. And Sylvester Stallone was crushed. He said, listen, this is probably the most important scene yeah. in the movie. And why would he say that, you think? Because it's what the movie's all about. It really is. He, he wants to go the distance. He wants to see what he's made of. Right. And no one has ever gone the whole, was it 15 rounds of a fight with Apollo Creed? It just never happened. So he felt that no matter what happened, if he won or lost, if he went the full 15 rounds, he wouldn't feel like another bum from the neighborhood. So a little insight in that opening clip I played for you. And I want to go ahead and talk about Sylvester Stallone as an artist, just to kick it off before we dive into his childhood. Doing my research, I found out just how talented this man is. And I think that we need to express that because not only is he an actor, but he's a writer. He has written over 20 screenplays. Just think about that for a moment. When you think of Stallone, you think of a, you know, kind of a... Action star. A, yeah, action you know. star, yeah. A, a hero type guy. Mm -hmm. Just one of those big personalities. But there's more to this guy. He's very intelligent. And I, I watched an um, interview that he gave right before we started this podcast. Um, it was an interview he gave on, I think it was a German talk show and they dived into just certain amounts of his films and they got to talking about the fact that he's a writer actor and a director and which one of those things is the hardest and he said writing and i found that to be curious because when we did our sean penn episode he said the ex exact opposite mm. he felt 
that acting took more out of you. You know, getting that crap out, bring it up. Well, Stallone feels the same way about writing. And he was talking about how he goes about writing. He, he used to write at night. Like his mentor, Edgar Allan Poe, not his mentor, but his inspiration. Mm-hmm. Did you read about that? Like, he's big into Poe. Yeah, I knew about that. Okay. And he's been wanting to do an Edgar Poe screenplay movie no for 38 years. He wrote that screenplay before Rocky. No kidding. And he's been wanting to do it for 38 years. Nobody wants to do it. What? He can't get anybody to put up the money, just like he did with the first Rocky. And he said wow. he'd love to do an Edgar Allan Poe movie. And he's talking about the fact that Poe would write at night. And that's why his stuff is so dark, because that's what he would do. He would write at night. And he was reading his stuff. It was, it was so dark. It's depressing. I just want to die. It's because it's late at night, and you just want to go to sleep. So what he would do is he would set his alarm clock for 4.30 in the morning, give himself an hour to kind of wake up, get going, and he would sit down and for three hours straight sit on his desk with either a computer or longhand. I think he wrote the Rocky screenplay, longhand, which oh, I of course. Find, which is so interesting. And Because back in the 70s, not everybody <laughs> had a computer, right? <laughs> so right. he wrote all that shit longhand, and that was his routine. And he says sticking to that routine is great, and you also get to work things out. He says as a writer, it takes a while to get going, and you hit those, what they call that, uh, writer's block. Mm-hmm. And he said that he wouldn't get up, and he would just sit there and make things happen organically. Writing brings up a lot of shit, he said, but you got to keep going. This is a very uh, artistic man, and I don't think people realize that. When you think of Stallone, am I right? Uh, well, you know, I, I think for a long time that stood true. Okay. But I think nowadays, uh, I think a lot more people do appreciate and do know. I mean, he is a hell of a writer, director, and actor. Yes. I, I think more people know that now than they have before. Do you, I think. Do you think people realize just how talented he is as a writer and director? Um, do people yeah, know? Do I, people know that he directed most of the Rocky movies because he did? Yeah, I, I think especially the diehard fans of his for sure. It may not be common knowledge to a lot of people who don't even like those movies though. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. If you don't like those ten kind of movies, then. They probably don't know that. But the people that do love the Rocky films, do you think that they know that oh, he yeah. wrote most oh, of them and directed them? Uh, okay. Have to. Okay, because I, I don't know. So. I would think that some might know that, but not everyone. He was instrumental, a big part of those movies. I mean, look at how big they are. I mean, yeah. he reaches out across the world, not just America, but the world. They love him. Oh, he's very beloved. I mean, we you know, we talked about Penn. Who is like, right. we're talking opposite spectrums here. I of, think we really are with Stallone and, and Penn. Yeah. And then Cruz, too. Like, Cruz still has, like, the kind of fame that Stallone still has. Like, he's younger, though, but he's still, like, making really good movies, but he's so controversial. A lot of people right. really fucking hate Cruz, and, and we get that. Okay. But Stallone, I feel, is so beloved. And I think he might be more beloved than Cruz. Yeah. I think so, too, overall, in the broader spectrum of um, not only just um, the popularity in terms of face value when someone from another country sees a picture of Stallone as Rocky or Rambo. They're like, wow. He's iconic. And the thing is, is that when they do see his image, do they, they feel something like personal in them because Rocky 
people can identify with that character, down and out, looking for a dream to come true. People identify with that. Absolutely. The underdog story. And that's exactly what this episode is going to be about. Sly Stallone was truly an underdog figure from the very beginning. And do you want to... still is. You think he still is Throughout kind of an underdog? his whole career, he has been an underdog, I feel. Hmm. He's always been trying... You know, he's been... He's had... His career has been some very highs and some very lows. That's true. And he's come back. That's true, because when... And we're going to touch on this later. The Rocky Balboa movie was really hard to get going. Nobody wanted to do it. You're done. Nobody wants to see Rocky anymore. He's like, well, let's just do just one more. And it took a long time for that movie to be made. He said more so than the very first one, wow. which I find to be ridiculous. But that's what he said in this interview. I can believe that. It was that hard to do. So let's go ahead and you have something else you want to point out well, before we start off? No, no, we could get into it. Okay, talking about his childhood. Yeah. Very important to do in this podcast. Uh, we'd like to go ahead and dive into their childhoods, see what they're made of. Where they came from, and he grew up in Hell's Kitchen, New York City. Yeah. Uh, born on July 6th, 1946. and uh, 71 years young. I can't believe I it. I know, man. He's 71. Uh, and the thing is that we're into Instagram now, and Dave told me. He goes, you have to check out his Instagram account. He's very active. Well, let's, well let's get that later. Let's, okay, uh, but right. But the reason why I say that is because, I mean, he's kind of cool, man. This is a cool guy. That's why he's so beloved. Like, and I feel we should kind of get into this later. That's fine. You know? Okay. Well, talking about his childhood, here we go. He was supposed to be called Tyrone. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. His mom. <laughs> Tyrone right. Sylvester. Right. His mom wanted to call him Tyrone. So Tyrone Stallone. It rhymes. That's what she liked about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the I guess it was signed on the birth certificate. Tyrone. What happened next, his father, and his name's Frank, behind her back, changed it to Sylvester. I guess it's a family name, and yeah. if dad, Frank, wanted something to be done, guess what? That's the way it was going to be. So, yeah. no Tyrone, Sylvester. Sly looked a lot like his dad, I thought. Yo, absolutely. Didn't you think yep. so? He looks uh, a lot like his father. He's got maybe his mom's mouth or maybe head shape, but his facial features... <laughs> And his brother as well. They look a lot. Frank Jr. They look all very much alike. Before we get to that, though, we have to talk about how his birth was yeah, not easy. Yeah, go ahead and touch on that. Um, so it was a difficult birth, and the doctor had to use these forceps, which are like these tweezers. Yeah. And that partially not, it damaged nerves on the left side of his face, and that caused permanent damage, and that's, kind right. of, that's how he's got that droop and all that. Ba so basically it was a tough birth and they had trouble getting him out mm -hmm. and they have to use a special instrument to like grab the kid forceps and they hit something in his by his mouth permanent damage that's amazing so yeah that sucks man he, so that's that's not a birth he had a rough go of it right from the <laughs> from start. the beginning he's already behind <laughs> the know? eight ball in a way so uh, you, and his name's sylvester i mean he had two strikes against him you know yeah um yeah so he it, needless to say, he wasn't very popular. No, in he wasn't. Mm -mm. He wasn't. He, he picked was, on a lot. Believe it or not, back in the day when he was a kid, he was small. He, he was, was skinny. skinny. He said he was skinny, like a beanpole. Yeah. Said. <laughs> so he didn't have a lot of friends. He had a, a speech impediment. Yeah, he did. He had trouble, and that was something he corrected later on in college. It took him that long. Right. Like he couldn't say s's. He had a lisp. Yeah. So he sounded different, looked different with the mouth and everything. So a hard going childhood. 
And because of the, the fact that he was called Sylvester, he wanted to be called something else. So the family right. decided on something. What did they call him? Michael. No. Yeah. First they called him something else. Oh, I didn't know that. They called him Binky. Oh. Do you remember reading yes, about that? That's right. That, it was like a popular hairbrush company that's or something right. like that. So it was they, more of like a nickname, I thought. And then it, later it on, he was just like telling people to call him Mike or Michael. They did. He, yeah, but the thing is that they would call him Binky, right? And there are a lot of his childhood friends from back in the day. When they think of him, they think of Binky still because that's what they called him back then. When he was a kid, like in grade school, they called him Binky. And as you grow older in grade school, kids get harsher and they ended up calling him Stinky. So he's <laughs> like, okay, we're done with Binky. And he changed his name to Mike. Yeah. And he would be called Mike for a while. A long time. And I did not know that at all. Yeah, Doing no, my I research, didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. So they called him Binky, and then they called him Mike, because he said, I want to be called Mike. So they did, and uh, his mom and dad did not have a strong marriage. It was a tough upbringing mm. in, in the household. They fought a lot. I guess the mom was kind of flamboyant, okay, very social, the dad. Not so much. Mm -hmm. uh, friends would say that they remind, like, the father reminded them of the character in uh, Godfather, the Marlon Brando character. Very soft-spoken, mm -hmm. but kind of dangerous. I don't know if he hit the mom, but Sylvester Stallone was very afraid of his father growing up. He was a very volatile man. Um, so he was afraid of his dad. And do you want to touch on the fact that he loves superheroes? Yeah. Well, um... In 1958, he saw the movie Hercules with Steve Reeves. Correct. Right. And from that point on, it, he really was driven to start working out. Yeah. You know, he's Get like, big. I want to look like that guy. <laughs> and know? I saw a clip of that movie, man. That guy was huge for back he, in the day. He was. He was, he was a monster. He was a monster. Mammoth figure. Um, but yeah, he, he was really interested in comic books and superheroes, like Superman yeah. and... Um, uh, he 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 ate all that stuff up. He did, and it I think was a huge influence on him. The story of him dressing up like Superman when he was a kid. He even he dyed his underwear red, uh, dyed his shirt blue, wrote an S on his chest. He said it was backwards. <laughs> then he found out he had actually drawn it backwards, and he brought himself up to the courage to jump off of a roof. Uh, and broke his collarbone and I think his arm or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he could be, Great. he said that he wanted to do it to prove to himself that he could. He had very low self-esteem at that point. So he wanted to make himself more confident by throwing yourself off of a garage. I don't know, man, if that's a good idea. <laughs> and obviously it was not. He hurt himself, man, broke his collarbone. It was the first of many injuries that he'll have in his life. Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. When we get into the Rocky movies. Yeah. And, and Rambo. The amount of damage that this guy has done to his body is quite remarkable. It's amazing he can walk. Uh, the parents divorced in 1958. Uh, Sly, uh, like my brother said, found a role model in Hercules. I have that written down here. And because the parents got divorced, the mom moved to Philly. Okay? She took the two kids with her. And I think the dad was still a part of their lives, though. They had joint custody. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not sure if the dad stayed in New York, though. I don't have that in my notes. Do you know where he was? No, I don't. Okay, so I'm thinking that Philly and New York are not that far away from each other. I don't think. So they were able to see each other when they could. Yeah. So that was kind of noteworthy. And uh, Sly 
would slowly become stronger and stronger as a child, as we point out. He worked out, got a little bigger and bigger, and because of this, became a bully to his brother Frank. Yeah. <laughs> right? His, his brother was four years younger. He treated him like a rag doll. Right. Do you have any stories about that? No, nothing specific, but just what you said. Like, he got so much bigger, and he took advantage of it, you know? Throwing his brother around, because he could. Yeah. <laughs> Make him feel kind of like a bigger man, bigger kid anyway. Boosting his ego. Uh, he became a juvenile delinquent. He was in trouble a lot, from my research. He got kicked out of 14 schools. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's got to be a record that's Getting kicked out of 14 schools. So either he just didn't care. He said he daydreamed all the time. He'd be staring out the window and then the teacher would smack him on the back of the head to wake up. So that was sort of why he got kicked out of 14 schools. So already he's forming a reputation of being a tough guy, a stark distinction between what he was as a child. Um, and I think that my next note here is that he went to a military school because his mom felt he needed it. And I think it did help him a lot. He said in his discipline, he started to follow the rules a little better. And I think that's a big part of his makeup, the fact that he was a screw up. And now he had to toe the line and he was taught that. I don't think his father was around to teach him that, to be a part of his life. So his mom ended up putting him in a home for troubled boys as well. And uh, this school will turn his life around. He earned an athletic scholarship, Dave, right? Yeah. And where did he go? Switzerland, right? Oh, you're talking about when he went to college? Yeah, yeah, he went to the American College in Switzerland. Which is interesting. Which, I, like right we said, high school. we didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, and he did acting there. That's where he did his first acting. In Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman. First role, and he fell in love. Uh, his good friend would say, there was a problem with his talking, where he, where he talked. He had a stutter. Okay, mm -hmm. and he corrected this. By sitting in his closet reading Edgar Allan Poe and Walt Whitman for hours at a time. And I guess his roommate was just getting frustrated <laughs> hearing the same poem over and over. But that's how he got yeah, rid of he, that. He recorded himself over and over yeah. and listened back and, and tried to correct it. And I also have here he was kicked out of the place he was living at one point. Uh, he had nowhere to go. So he stayed with his friend and lived in his closet for six months. He slept in a closet for six months. It's got to be comfortable. He got a SAG card by being an extra in an, Ar uh, an Anne Margaret film. So that was like his first role was Anne Margaret film. Small role. Got his SAG card and moved to New York City in 1969 and worked many odd jobs. Okay, one of the jobs he had was an usher in a movie theater. And this is where he met his first wife, Sasha. They would be together for a while, have a few kids together. Uh, now, it was at this time he tried his hand in filmmaking. He also received his real name. I'm sorry. He revealed his real name to mm -hmm. his friends. Yeah. Now, they knew him as Mike. And you would actually, like, I looked up his uh, yearbook, and under his picture, it says Michael Stallone. I just thought that was weird. <clears throat> no kidding. Yeah. So, he revealed, out of college, moving into New, to New York, trying to be an actor, he finally revealed his real name. Sylvester. They're like, you're kidding, right? It's not your real name. He goes, yeah, it is. Because he wanted to stick out. There were too many Michaels. Wow. So being an actor, he felt it would be an advantage to be called Sylvester. So he went back to his original name. Takes balls. Yeah. All right. So, you know, he got bit parts in a few movies, okay? But him and his wife, Sasha, they really truly lived in poverty. 
And one of the first, well, not one of, his first major role or his first starring role was in 1969, and it was a soft porn. Yeah. <laughs> it was called, wait, get this. Well, I, I think I have it written down here. Kitty, wait, what was it? Oh the my party God. at Kitty and Stud. Wait, the party at Kitty and Studs. Wow, 1970. I have here. Dave, have you seen this? No, I don't think I want to. Oh my God, Dave. It is, is it a porn or it's a soft porn? Is it it's, a Skinamax kind let, of movie? Let's put it this way: you get to see his balls. Oh my God, then that's a porn, right? You don't. He doesn't penetrate. There's no penetration. Yeah, okay. 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 It wasn't a hardcore. It was softcore. <laughs> but you see his balls. balls. I was like, what the fuck? Okay, this movie is horrible. You have to Obviously. Okay, it took two days to film. He got paid like $50. It wow. was He was broke. Wow. He needed to do it. He regrets it, of course. No kidding. But I saw this movie. Oh my God, is it horrible. There's actually at one point, okay, it's a softcore. So he's rolling around with this girl. Okay, you see his ass. Okay, his bare white ass. And you get to see his balls flapping around. I mean, they're <laughs> flapping around. And he, they're like standing in circles, like a, it's like a group orgy thing going on. And they're like in a circle, like running around together, holding hands. And the, you know, things are flapping around. I mean, sure. and, and at <laughs> one point, I guess his character itself is kind of uh, a real dick. Okay. He's really aggressive. And he's like hitting this girl around. And it's so fake. Like <clears throat> he gets to the point where he goes to smack her and he stops right when he gets to her cheek. And slows down and like it continues the motion. Oh my god! It's so horribly done. And then he takes off his belt and he pushes her on the bed and starts mm. like fake hitting her. And like she's on the bed laying there and his belt is obviously is like three feet to her left, smacking <laughs> the bed. He's obviously not hitting her at all. I mean, it's so How horribly did you done. How see this movie? It's on YouTube. Oh, of okay. And okay. at one point too, it's so horribly done that he's doing a scene with this girl in the hallway and you can actually see. The cameraman in the mirror across oh the way. God, it's one of those movies, people. But wow. this is early in his career. <laughs> Man, he did a porno movie. Ugh. Wow. Okay, then we're gonna move on though. He got a small role in the Woody Allen film Bananas. Mm -hmm. That was kind of you know his first kind of little break. Right. He worked with Woody Allen. He yeah, did a scene kinda, with them. That's that's big. I didn't like the movie Bananas, and uh, Woody Allen really didn't want. Stallone in the movie when he hired him he didn't think he looked tough enough right and he finally convinced Alan he I think he got a friend of his and they went up to Alan and scared him yeah like Stallone he, I think he like put dirt all over his face yeah he, he made himself look really intimidating yeah and he actually did scare the shit out of Woody <laughs> Allen he's like is this scary enough for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then he got the part <laughs> Yeah, a, a little uh, insight into the beginning of his career, the soft porn, and then Woody Allen's film, Bananas. And then in 1974, he co-starred in a movie called uh, Lords of Flatbush. Now, this starred also Henry Winkler, the Fonz. The Fonz. Okay, this is before he was the Fonz. And Winkler said that he based his character off of Stallone's character in that movie. That's significant. Yes. He based a lot of the Fonz. He said to himself, "Be like, what would Sly do here?" Right, and that's amazing. That is incredible. I and did you not can know that. Kind of see that, like that makes so much sense now when you think, like, yeah. of the Fonz, and yeah, we watched it a lot growing up, and oh it's like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of like a little bit of Sly there. Yeah, I you, mean, you can kind of see there's a, there's that influence is definitely there, and I find it interesting that he influenced Winkler so much so that he would base his character on him. 
That's a hell of a compliment. Because let's face it, Henry Winkler, the man, mm-hmm. is nothing like the fonts. He even admits it. I mean, he's kind of a right. He's kind of a wimp, really. Oh uh, yeah, right. You know, yeah. and so that goes to show how awesome Henry Winkler is. Yeah. Because he played this big macho tough guy. And pulled he's it off. Nothing like that whatsoever. And he pulled it off. I mean, he oh, was absolutely. cool. He was definitely cool. And you can attribute some of that coolness to Sly. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he can kind of sit back and go, yeah, I influenced that character. Yeah, You know, that's absolutely. pretty cool. Uh, and before we move on from Lord of Flatbush, there is a very interesting story about this movie. Okay, Richard Gere was originally cast in the movie as one of the other gang members at one point in the very early stages of the film. Richard Gere was being a complete asshole on <laughs> set because he was doing the whole method thing. He was acting uh-huh. like the character all the time so much so he was pissing sly off very much and there was one point in the movie they broke for lunch and there was i guess it was one of those days it was it was cold and they sat in a car sly sat in a car in the back seat with his hot dog eating lunch and gear went into the back seat as well so they were sitting right next to each other gear had with him uh like this uh, like a whole chicken. You know how in New York we buy like a chicken? Yeah, those are well, so this good. thing was like wrapped up. It was greasy as hell. It had like cheese all over it. And Sly's looking at him and he goes, okay, mind you, these two are not getting along. Okay. He looks over at him and he goes, Richard, you eat that thing in here, it's going to create a mess. He goes, that touches any part of me. You know, we're going to have a problem. And Richard Gere's like, oh, don't worry about it. And Sly's like, oh, I'm going to worry about it because I think you're going to get me dirty. What happened? He took a bite, went all over Sly, all over his leg, and Sly nailed him with his elbow in the face and pushed him out of the car. (laughs) Okay? This is a true story. That's awesome. And to this day, Richard Gere does not like Sylvester Stallone. Oh. He doesn't at all. They do not get along and did not get along during, what was it, 74, right? Yeah, that's... That's it's a long, a long it's a long time to hold a grudge, but those two just hated each other. Wow. <laughs> Found that kind of interesting. Yeah, um, and I guess after Winkler made it big on Happy Days, okay, Sly decided to go ahead and move out to Hollywood with his wife, Sasha. And uh, Winkler, like we said, based his character on Sly. All right, so here we go. Moving out to Hollywood, they were still poor, of course. He didn't make it just yet. And Sylvester Stallone says and states that where they lived, their apartment, it was so shitty. It was so horrible that his wife, when she made dinner, she would get nosebleeds because there was no ventilation. That she would actually bleed from her nose. It was that bad. Wow. <laughs> Good God. I know, right? I mean, this is ridiculous. So, okay, now we are going to slide into the big one. Okay, now do you want to talk about how it, I'm talking from the early stages. Do you have notes about how this happened? Well, obviously we're talking about the amazing movie called Rocky. Rocky, Probably of one of my favorites of all time. I would have to say it is one of my favorite movies ever. Mixed in with Rocky 2. Yeah, because I'm it, you, yeah. I, and I know we're skipping ahead here, Not but really. Rocky 2, I like just as much. If not, maybe even a little more. What a great sequel. It, is, it really is probably the best sequel. Maybe Godfather 2, people say, is better than the right. first. Right, and not a lot of people agree with us on that, okay? Saying that they liked the second one not only more, but Rocky just as much. Or yeah. Godfather? No, I'm talking Rocky about Rocky. Two? Yeah. Okay? There are a lot of people out there that love Rocky, the first one, okay? And you just can't match it, they say. 
but Rocky Two is very good. But before we get into Rocky Two, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, Stallone started working on this character in 1973. Right. It was a while ago. He had this idea Mm -hmm. of this Rocky character, the underdog type guy. Yeah. Yeah, but it really didn't come into fruition until he saw the. 1975 Muhammad Ali versus Chuck Wegner fight. Correct. Wegner, sorry. Yeah, it was Wegner. In Cleveland. Yeah, very cool. Locally for us, we're from Cleveland. So (laughs) we live there now still. We're still here. We pump up anything that has to do with Cleveland or the neighborhood playhouse. Yeah, why not? Let that be known. Okay. But yeah, he saw that fight and it inspired him. It inspired him because this, this, you know, Chuck Wegner was a nobody. Yeah, he really was. He's fighting Ali, you know? True underdog. And, you know, Wepner went the distance with he Ali. He did. He, he was an underdog, and that really, after that, he just, he had his Rocky. He knew. Well, he his, knew of that, like you said, the early stages of, like, of that idea. It was a tough guy character. Yeah. That's kind of, as far as I know, it was much darker. It was. The, the original Rocky screenplay was much darker. Yeah. To the point where I think he was going to throw the fight at the end. Yeah. He was very kind of corrupt and shady. Yeah, and, um, the, and the characters themselves, too, they changed a lot from the original screenplay to the end product. Uh, originally, the Polly character, okay, was supposed to be an, uh, the Adrian's mother. It was supposed to be a Jewish mother. And the studios felt, eh, I think you want to have a brother instead. And he said, Good oh, call. Okay. And a great call. <laughs> Burt because Young. Burt Young is so fucking amazing. Yeah. In Rocky. And yeah. all of the Rockies. They're, they're, first of all, they're all amazing. Everyone in this they movie are. is amazing. They are. Um, but, uh, to, you know, I don't know how we're going to... Well, before we dive into the movie itself, I want to go ahead and touch upon, right before it got started and how it got started, um, Sly went into an audition as an actor, okay, to the producers, uh, Winkler and Chartoff, okay, was in their office doing an audition for an acting role. Uh, knew he wasn't going to get it. As he was leaving the room, he turned around and said, you know what, I, I don't know if this means anything to you, but I write as well. And, this, and it sparked their interest. They're like, well, what do you write? He had the, um, it's called Paradise Alley, which is a movie that he will do later on. He had written that. It was in his trunk of his car. Went out to his car, got it, said, read this. See if you like it. They called him. They said, we love this movie. Well, little did they know, he already sold that screenplay years ago for like $100. They're like, you got to be kidding me. We can't do this movie just now? He's like, no, we can't. I really don't own it. But I'll tell you what, I have this story in my head. I will give you a screenplay within the next week. So what did he do? What did he do? He he secluded himself in his apartment, which he says, I could sit on the bed, close the window, and open the door just sitting on the bed. It was that small. (laughs) You could smell the bathroom from your bed. Yeah, it was the small, and he wrote it, I think, in a week or two? No, he wrote it in three days. In three days, my bad. Pretty much a long weekend. Bad job on me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he wrote it in a matter of no time. And also, that like I mentioned before, longhand. He right. didn't sit down yeah. at a typewriter he or a computer. He didn't have a fucking Mac computer. Right. <laughs> he wrote it longhand. When you think about that, just for a second, I want you to really think about that. Because I write, Dave, you've done a little bit of writing, but like... When you sit down and write, I mean, it's hard enough having a computer in front of you, okay? Right. Yeah. Deleting things and adding things and, 
and, and, and coming to, you know, conclusions about something and going back and putting something in. I mean, it's You didn't a, have the cut and paste option. Right. I mean, I it's mean, a process. Spell check wasn't there. So that in itself is truly remarkable that he wrote this screenplay and he brought it to them. They loved it. They loved it right away. Right away. And how much did they, they, they wanted to just buy the script off of it. Correct. They offered him, I think, what was the original 360. offer? 360. No, that, that, that wasn't the original. The, oh, I think the original it up. was 100,000. Okay. Okay. And then he kept saying, no, I want because to star in it. he wanted to be in it. <laughs> he wanted to be the main character. That was him. When you think about it, he was writing himself. Okay. Right. That Rocky role is him. In a way. A lot of him, actually. So when they said, oh, we really want, I think, Robert Redford. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Burt Reynolds was another James one. James Kahn. James Kahn was also They wanted some up. big star to be in this movie because they wanted to make money. They did, who's Sylvester Stallone? Who's this guy? The guy who made the soft core porn. Yeah. Or the full-blown <laughs> ball swapping around. They're placing a lot on the line, okay? Now, the studios were willing to put up $1.5 million to make this film. And when Sly was giving a lot of uh, problems, saying, I want to star in it, the studio was like, no. And then they offered him 360000 yeah. I did some research on this. In 1975, $300,000 is equivalent to, get this, $1.4 million for a screenplay. In, at this time, Stallone had $106 in his bank account. That is exactly right. And he was about to sell his dog... Butt kiss. Now, I, I found out he did sell the dog. Oh, he did? He sold the dog for $50, okay? And when they got the movie made, he bought the dog back because he could afford it. And became a big movie star, the That's dog. That's butt kiss in the movie. <laughs> That's the, his real his dog. Real dog. <laughs> so think about, you got like nothing. And, you know, the, living in poverty and, and to pass up that kind of money, that shows how much he believed in himself, yes. how much he believed in that script. And he also had a kid on the way. Sasha was pregnant. You also have that. You have a studio saying, you have nothing right now. We're willing to give you equivalent to today. $1.4 million. That changes your life. Oh, absolutely. Overnight. And then you think to yourself, okay, I just made over a million dollars on this screenplay. My future's bright. If this becomes a hit, people are going to want me to write for other things. Sure. But a lot of doors. He, but that... Does it didn't mean anything to him. And later on, he would go on to explain that. He felt that money, that wasn't the main reason why he wanted to get into show business. He couldn't handle seeing someone else playing his character. You got that fucking right. That was his role. And it didn't matter how much money they'd offered him. He wanted, he said that for the longest time he was on the sidelines, he wanted to get in and play the game. Right. And that's exactly what he did. They finally gave in, but his salary was $20,000 to play Rocky. 20,000 as opposed to 1.4 million. When the studio found out that he, that Stallone was going to be the, be Rocky and star in it. Yeah. They cut back their budget. 1.5 to a little under a million. And, um, what, what are they, Winkler and Chartoff. Chartoff, yeah. They had to put up the money on their, they had to, well, the one had to mortgage their house yeah, to put up they, the money. They both did. So they, they, yeah. they also put quite a gamble on this project that they really believed in. Which, they did believe by in By the it. way, folks, this is just like, you know, we, we've seen Rocky. It's an independent It's an independent movie, practically. It is. I mean, it's very low budget. There's nothing really special about it. Basically about characters, the storyline. He, he did a hell of a job in creating these interesting characters. They're very deep. You care about them. 
-hmm. And most of all, you care about Rocky. And audiences loved it. They ate it up. (laughs) It was a success. And Rocky's real name, do you know what his real name is? Oh, I, I know I heard. Robert. Okay. Rocky's a nickname. So if you didn't know that, the Rocky movies, that's not his name. His real name's Robert. Okay? And Rocky is just a nickname. I guess his dad rings the bell before the fight with Apollo. I didn't know that. So when they ring the bell, that's his dad. And his brother, Frank, (laughs) uh, sings in the streets. That's his brother. And I think he's very talented. Frank? I do. All right. I think he's a pretty good singer. He writes all of his own music. Mm -hmm. Uh, Decent voice. Not bad. And very cool that he's very close to his brother and he was along for the ride with this whole Rocky thing. Mm. He had a lot to do with just being supportive, being there for his brother whenever he needed it. And he, um, Sylvester Stallone, allowed his brother to be a part of that whole experience, which I felt to be very cool. Because, I mean, you and I are close. So I, I hope and pray that if we, back in the day, made it big, we would have the other, you know, help out in some way, be a part of it. And he did that with his brother. I mean, I think they're both very talented. Um, the role of Mickey... Did you know about this? Was offered to Lee Strasberg? Yeah, that does sound familiar. And uh, I guess they wanted all the characters to come in and audition. And Lee Strasberg's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't audition. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Burgess Meredith, who ended up playing Mickey, he was one of the only actors that was okay to come in and audition. Wow. And the scene that they had in audition is when Rocky comes up after he just found out his locker has been taken away from him. And I guess they did that for the audition, that scene, and the part where Rocky's getting all fed up and he walks away. And then Mickey turns around and says, Rock, why don't you try? Did you ever think about retiring? He made that up, all improv. Oh, yeah. Okay, and they felt brilliant. He is perfect for the role, and he was. Oh, shit. Don't you just love that little guy? Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> We're just married. This is great. Oh, grumpy he's such old a, men. Oh, grumpy old men, yeah. Get out of here, man. <laughs> Doesn't his character in Grumpy Old Men say something like he eats like bacon every day and drinks yeah. six packs of, <laughs> of drinks... beer bottles a day? <laughs> That's his diet. Yeah, I'm 95 years old, dude. He was so good in that movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, the movie took what 28 days. Yeah, I have that here. 28 days to film. That's fucking insane. That's incredible. Um, and if we're getting into some of the filming, yeah, I, I want to talk about Garrett Brown. Okay, who's that? He was the one who invented the Steadicam. Oh, that's right. I, I forgot his name, but that's yeah. important. This is very important, folks, because Steadicam, this was Garrett Brown revolutionized how filming was done. Yeah. You know, back in the day, Hollywood, they, they tried to get these smooth moving shots by, you know, putting the camera on a platform and, and mm-hmm. dollies and trying to move it around. Yeah. Uh, Brown created this device and it, Google it if you've never seen it. It looks super duper uncomfortable to oh, fucking it, wear. It looks like it would be hard to walk around with that. Thing. Yeah, and I mean this this device where you're looking through one lens and you're you're trying to look at the camera too, and it it's basically he he was able to run without yeah. the the motion of bouncing around and shit. It, it's strapped onto <laughs> you this right. device like it's wrapped it's, around your waist. Wrapped, yeah, it's wrapped around your waist. There's a thing coming around your back. I mean, it looks really yeah. uncomfortable. In those scenes where he's running. Okay, and he's going up the steps. That was instrumental in how wonderful it looked was because of that camera right. that he uh, invented. There, he would do demos, and one of the demos was that steps to the Philadelphia Art Museum. Yeah. They say if he hadn't done that demo, that part would not be in the movie. Right. 
That's interesting. Which is fucking huge because oh, man. how it, iconic are those steps? Inspirational steps. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, in the in the scene where uh, Rocky's training and he's running down the streets of Philadelphia, uh, with the fruit vendors. Yeah. And this is a, any big fan of this movie already knows this story. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> excuse me. As he's running down these streets of Philadelphia, uh, Bear Brown is using the Steadicam. Mm-hmm. Uh, these folks, they don't know what's going on. They don't know who Stallone is. So they weren't know? extras. They They're were not just extras. These are just people. real people of Philadelphia. So when you watch the movie, take notice They're, of that. Yeah. They're not actors. And, <laughs> at one point, one of the vendors throws an apple at Stallone. Right. Just giving him an apple, and it was like a huge part of the movie where everyone's just like, I don't know, it's it, just, it's it just looked, great. It looked it, natural because it was. It, it was very natural. <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of my favorite parts in the movie is when he's waking up to start training for the fight, and what does he do in the morning? He drinks, what, six <laughs> eggs? It was so bad. Oh, it's so badass, though. I've tried that myself. Did you try drinking an, one, one egg? One egg. Okay. I tried, because I was like, I want to see what it's like, because yeah. I was such a big fan of the movie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Rocky did like six of these. <laughs> like, let me see. I don't recommend it. It was like the yolk like broke in my throat. Oh. I was just like, it was a, it's a taste you just don't want to remember. That whole scene, though, <laughs> the way he wakes up, he goes to the fridge, he's got that dirty glass... Or, you know, then, and he just starts cracking them one after another. Kaplum, kaplum, kap, and you see him stacking up in the glass, and you're thinking to yourself, he's gonna drink that, and he <laughs> he guzzles it, and like in one false swoop, just doesn't take a break. They all go down at once. Gives a little belch at the end. And it's like dripping down his face. It gives a, yeah, that little like <laughs> starts his run. I thought that was just amazing. Drinking six eggs like that, <laughs> truly remarkable. Um, I don't know how many. More uh, things you want to say about Rocky, uh, the very first one, because I'll be quite honest with you, it almost deserves its own episode. Yeah, it could. Because I think I may want to do that in the future, because there's so much to talk about. With yeah, Rocky. I mean, and let's just, you know, let's go over the Oscars. Yeah. It, it won three, it had three Oscars. It won three? It won three. Yeah. Sorry. It won Best Picture, which is oh, amazing. Which is amazing to me. It yeah. should probably win every year, but I don't think they can handle that. <laughs> It won Best Director. That's right. Uh, which directed by John G. Evildson. Uh, Evildson. Evildson. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I butchered the <laughs> shit out of that. You're bad with last names, Dave. <laughs> Evelton, I didn't yeah. get the phonetics on that. <laughs> uh, and it also won Best Film Editing, whatever. Right. Um, but Stallone was nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. Do you know who he lost to? Oh, uh, no, I don't remember. Peter Finch in ah, Network. Network, yeah. That was Boom. A, yeah, that was a big year for movies, though. That was the same year that ta- Taxi Driver came out, too. It was a big year. And I think all of the President's Men won a lot of Oscars, Yeah, too, that, too. Talia Shire was nominated for Best Actress. Mm-hmm. She lost to Faye Dunaway, who was in Network. Right. And wasn't Burgess also nominated? Burgess and Burt Young were yeah. both nominated for Best Actor and lost to Jason Robards in All the President's Men. For Best Supporting Actor. For Best Supporting. Right. Yeah. Did I Excellent. say best actor? Yeah, I, I do that too. I catch myself after I do an episode. Oh, if we weren't I'm like, so dumb. Damn it! <laughs> I hope everybody doesn't catch that, and I'm sure they do. Oh, speaking of catching things, when I was listening to our pen episode, mm-hmm. is El the El Chapo? Yeah, is he dead or did he get arrested? Oh, did he just get arrested? I think he was oh, just arrested. Oh, so okay. I'm sorry about that. I said that they would be killed. I thought he was killed. 
Okay. Then you know what? We'll do I, some more research on that. But those I, of you who do yeah. know the whole story, I apologize for making that we, mistake. That's yeah, we, one of many I've made, I'm sure. <laughs> we're not in we're not Wikipedia. Here, that, that, you, know? you can't even trust that. I mean, really, guys, you know, take our word for it. That's about it. But you know what? Most of what we say is true. There may be some things that we we'll fudge it up. We you know no problem. Drop the ball on. But before we move on to uh, Rocky Two, I just want to point out the actor named Joe Spinell who played Gazzo. I just love that guy. That's a great character. He was in The Godfather as well. Right. You know? Right. And the what the relationship between him and Rocky, I don't know. There's just something about that relationship that they have. I just yeah. loved it. <clears throat> they had that connection. He really did uh, he care for him. him, didn't he? He did. He was a tough guy mobster. Yeah. With a heart of gold, you know? He yeah. liked Rocky. Yeah. And then uh, he was at one point working for Mickey in, in Rocky because he did was that Rocky too? That okay. We'll get into that with the next okay. Rocky. Okay. All right. There's a cute little scene between the two of them. Rocky two. They needed to do it again, right? Yeah. 1978. 1978. This time, <clears throat> written and directed by Stallone. That's right. He directs this one. <coughs> um, I, me. I, as you cough, I have written here <coughs> that uh, Stallone actually wrote a no- a novel edition of this movie. Okay, I found that to be very interesting. He wrote a paperback. You can actually go out and get a novel of Rocky II. Uh, it's a book. To, I need to own that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, and a scene in the screenplay not used was Rocky meeting his manager, Mickey, for the very first time. This is cut. And you found out his real name is Robert in that scene that they cut out. Right. Um, and Sly was benching 220 pounds and ripped his pectoral muscle kind of training for this film. Right, he was bench pressing 220 pounds. That's ridiculous. Piece of cake for me. But <laughs> what if, you know what I mean? We all can't be Yeah, we all can't much. be that big, you know what I mean? Okay. Do you have uh, any other notes about Rocky II? Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, when you were talking about how he tore his pec muscle, um, this was shortly before a fight scene that they were doing. And okay. So, I mean, you know, he was still badly injured and still doing this scene. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had that. Um, you know, to Adrian Talia, yeah, Talia or Talia? I think it's Talia. Talia, you know, okay. She was supposed to be there at the fight at the end. That's correct. But she was on. She was doing another movie, so um, they kind of had to change the story where she was watching at home. And I think it worked better than her being and, there. I think so too. That it actually worked out better. And so Stallone would say that. Uh, during the making of these movies, they would have to change things a lot because they just had to. It right. happens in a movie. Yeah. And often, he would say that the changes were better than the original idea. <clears throat> and I think that's a, a way of saying that that's just the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Dude, that's so awesome. I mean, that's just the way things work out. And I guess they taped that separately down the line. They had that scene with Adrian at home. Mm-hmm. They had to watch the kid or something like that. She just had right. birth. And, and uh, Polly's there with Polly's her. Polly's there with her, with all these MGD bottles of uh, beer <laughs> of course all over the place. <laughs> that yeah. guy drank himself silly. <laughs> I, I think Burt Young said that when he played that character, he would take, I think, lemons mm-hmm. and, like, suck on them for okay. a while because he just wanted this, like, he wanted this bad taste Bitter. in his mouth, this anger. And, yeah, he, he's like, this guy is just always pissed. So oh, he would yeah. try to do things like that to just not be happy and just be grumpy He's and shit. He's a bitter man. So uh, I, I always kind of like that little tidbit of how actors prepare for a role or whatnot. Yeah, I do too. And um, a, a note I have here is uh, Carl Weathers, who played Apollo, uh, and Stallone were really angry with one another 
when they were doing the fight scene, one of the, mm -hmm. okay? And they were really pushing each other and hitting each other. And that was not right. fake. Uh, they were pissed. And from what I get, Carl Weathers was very into that role. Very into it. He loved that character. Uh, he appreciated it. Uh, found it to be quite a, a keystone. And of course it should be. Yeah. I mean, they all didn't know how big this movie was going to be. No, and that's a good point. Because, <coughs> and I should have mentioned this during the first one, but Talia Shire, I will never get oh, her, her fucking name Her right. name is, is hard to say. I'll just say Adrian. Just say Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> she remembers how... You know, the whole set and crew, the the, the set, the, the whole crew, and yeah, she felt like no one really cared about right. this whole movie. Yeah. And Stallone the whole time has had this drive, and, and they had kind of had a conversation about it, and Stallone, he just, he's like, they don't know yet. They, they don't, don't know. know how big it's going to be. They, they don't get it. It's like, we have a secret. It, it's like, he had the secret, though. Right. I think everyone was kind of into it. It was a job, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, he knew how good it was. Or, or how it could be. Huge. And it, I mean, it was. I mean, come on, people. It was amazingly big. Now, I think that this is actually my favorite Rocky one, like I said. I, I, I can't I enjoy it. Rocky two, for me, has... There's two scenes in particular that when Adrian wakes up... I have that. That's so weird. I have that's my next note. Of Go course ahead. it is. That's it amazing. Is, is, to me, one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of any movie mm -hmm. is when, you know, Rocky's waiting for Adrian to wake up because she had some difficulties at that birth. Yep. <coughs> she was in a she, coma, yeah. Yeah, and he didn't want to leave her side. Um, Cute scenes between him and Mickey, too. When, you know? Yeah, in yeah, the church. Yeah. But when she wakes up, and she, she's like, I want you to do something for mm -hmm. me. He's like, what? She's like, when? When? Dude, I got goosebumps now. Just yeah. The way that is delivered, the way his face looks. And then Mickey in the and background. And Mickey's just like, what the hell are we waiting for? <laughs> And then it just goes, and he starts working out like a <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, man. And it starts that sequence. It, it, it just gives me chills. The I love it. All the, tr the training sequences are just perfect. Perfect. And Stallone would say, directing a movie, he loves doing montages. You and think? that's exactly what that is. The montage training scenes are epic. They're just inspirational. They the get music. You, oh, they get your blood flowing. Makes You're, you want to work out. Oh, or? it gets you pumped up. So exciting. They're done beautifully. And Rocky too is great at doing that. And, um, and the way they have Rocky getting punched in the face when they're doing the fighting scenes. And they're sometimes really hitting each other. Right. They, and they got hurt. Yeah. Both of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they went through a lot of physical training before the movie started. They got to go through training and getting ready for it. I mean, all that stuff is choreographed. They got to keep practicing and practicing and practicing. Over and over again. And they really hit each other sometimes. So you can imagine the physical uh, turmoil that their bodies went through making these movies. It must be noted. They went through yeah. the ringer Absolutely. making these movies. It was no easy task. Okay, so moving on from Rocky 2, uh, we're going to jump into Rocky 3. And this was a big uh, sequel as well. It worked. Uh, they were just clamoring for another Rocky. It was so big. And I remember when we were kids, do you remember going over to Grandpa Hilbert's house to watch this? It was weird. No, I don't, but okay. I should. Because you were 80, a, 85, I think, this movie yeah. came out. Uh, well, right? this came out in 82, so I was no, two. Rocky three. Did I have that wrong? I want to check on that again. Was it 82? Yeah, man. Oh, wow. I'm almost positive, but let me double check. Okay, so maybe we went and watched it three years after it came out. 
But it was a big deal. The whole family yeah. got together. 1982. Okay, 82. In 1985, we went and watched it over at my uh, grandfather's house. And it might have been the first time we saw it. Okay. The whole family got together. You were five. <clears throat> and uh, I was nine. And it was uh, the Hilberger clan. We all sat down. We watched it on like a Friday night at grandpa's house. We all sat around. His, yeah. And we're all sitting on the floor watching Rocky Three. I mean, what a great movie. The soundtrack. Eye of the Tiger. Oh, my God. It was supposed to be uh, the uh, song from Karate Kid. Um, You're the best. You're the best around. That was the original song for that. Right. He didn't like that song. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good choice. I mean, it's a good song for Karate Kid. But not for Eye of the Tiger. Oh, it was perfect. I mean, it defines what Apollo was talking about, finding to get the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, the Eye of the Tiger. Um, And as a kid, this really was, this was the first Rocky movie I saw. Yeah. It was Rocky Three? Right, you're five. I saw it one billion times. <laughs> yeah. For sure. We watched it a lot. Yeah. I'd say this one we watched the most out of all of them. We were kids. It just seemed like, I think we had it on tape. We, we taped it off of HBO or whatever. Oh, I'm sure we did. We watched the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Mr. T, uh, unknown actor at that time. Right. He was doing some kind of show. I think Stallone said he was throwing around, uh, uh, what was he throwing around? Monkeys or something? Oh, and, I don't uh, know. And, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He was throwing monkeys around, and Mr. T was a different-looking guy. I mean, just look at that guy. I mean, he just looks pissed all the time. Haircut alone is Yeah, the mohawk. I mean, a quite intimidating character, and Stallone really wanted him in this movie. Got him, and uh, very nice choice. I mean, he worked out very well, I thought. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Mr. T was great. And know who else was great? Hulk Hogan. Oh, right. (laughs) That kind of introduced and really... I mean, it really it spawned his career. Because n- nobody really knew about Hulk at this time. Not really. No, I mean, I, I really don't know his story. No, nah, I don't either. But uh, it, it seemed like his career really kind of blew up after that. It did. And I watched this movie last night. And uh, watching that wrestling bout those two had, I mean, it looked pretty damn real to me. Not like regular wrestling. Like It looked real, more real. Than stuff that you would see on TV. I mean, yeah. the way Hulk had him up in that, who they call it, he raises him all the way up, and then the they suplex. fall. Yeah. The suplex. That looked like it hurt. <laughs> it probably did, man. I mean, I don't know. And I guess, you know, when Hulk throws him out of the ring, okay, and then Stallone <laughs> picks Hulk Hogan up. Dude, that's He picked strong. him up. That's amazing. Hulk has got to be, what, 350 pounds? The guy's a mammoth being. Yeah, he's humongous. He's huge. And Stallone is 5'10", I believe. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. He's really not that tall. 220? 2-something? Yeah, who knows how much he weighed at that point. Yeah. Not that tall of a guy. And uh, he was chiseled for this movie. Which uh, brings Stallone. up the possibility or the known fact that he probably was on some steroids. Oh, yeah, he's admitted it. Career. Oh, he did admit yeah, it? Yeah, he's he would... Uh, actually take the steroids and inject it into his uh, legs, his thighs. Ah. That's how he took it. Okay. Uh, and he was ripped. He had like zero <clears throat> body fat in the movie. I mean, he looked, looked like trim, it. really fit. Uh, almost like for me, when I saw Rocky Three compared to the other ones, he really did change a lot. Even his face looked different. Oh, absolutely. Uh, was it just the fact that he shed some weight, that his face was thinner? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if he had plastic surgery done. 
He might have. Uh, he probably did. I think he did. I, I think so. Because he looks different. Even with the, yeah, even today he looks a little different. I have here a note. Carl Weathers loves this one the most. No shit. His character is different in this one. Y- yeah. A lot more lovable. Uh, he liked that aspect of it. Uh, uh, somebody that the kids can look up to. And that's what he really loved about his character. And he really loved Rocky Three the best out of all the movies. Hmm. And uh, I think I pointed out the song, you know, Eye of the Tiger. I guess Stallone was a big Survivor fan. And that's the band that he would use them in Rock in the next one, Rocky Four. Uh, and uh, he, I think, used one of their songs in that movie as well. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on from Rocky Three, And okay. the next big one we want to talk about is First Blood. Now we get introduced to Rambo. Rambo! (laughs) Another, okay, iconic character. Yeah. Now he has two in the very early stages of his career. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And this is a, this is big movie. This was kind of controversial, too. It was. Um, Obviously, when you talk about Vietnam and you do a movie about it, you're ruffling some feathers. You You are. This is a character that was... uh, uh, Based off of, um, was it Canadian-born writer David Morrell? Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. It was a 1972 novel. Okay. And uh, Rambo's a Green Beret. You, basically, yeah. uh, Big deal. Won the Medal of Honor. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. He was, a, he was like a top-notch. Like, you don't get any tougher than this guy. Than a Green Beret. Green Berets are the toughest of the tough. The elite. Like, they're on the front <laughs> line. They're doing all kinds of, like, you know, like, Dirty, dirty stuff. I mean, top they can handle, secret. They basically can handle anything. Oh, any yeah. Situation. Any situation. And uh, I think the film is centered on bullying because he comes back and he's bullied by the local yeah. cops. It, it illustrates the effects on the Vietnam vet. Yeah, it really does. And he hated the first cut of the movie, Stallone. Hated it. Mm. Was sickened by it, he said. Okay. Uh, they watched the first uh, uh, edition and were just like, we have to do things over. He went ahead and... Like, pretty much rewrote the script. This is what Stallone would do sometimes, if he was able to do it. Well, I have here, they went through 26 scripts. Wow. See, there you go. That's, that's a lot. That's incredible. Wow. Um, and I like the premise of the movie. Uh, Stallone played it nice and soft, I thought. Uh, up until the very end when he explodes with that scene at the end. Most of that movie, he's, you know, when he's not pushing people around. You know, he's very soft-spoken. Okay? Yeah, well, he, he made it a point with the directors and producers that he didn't want to kill anybody in this movie okay if you notice he doesn't kill anyone he just the only casualties are oh yeah the guy that fell out of the helicopter he doesn't kill anybody in this movie he just either disarms them or i think you're right knocks them out maybe i don't think he killed anybody like at the very end when all those explosions and all that shit happening yeah no he doesn't he doesn't kill anyone and he, he really wanted to make it a point yeah, that, that happens. I think the the appealing thing about this movie, I think, is when he's when he breaks away and gets out of jail, he goes out and he kind of lives off the land. The way they portrayed that whole aspect of it was appealing. How he was mm-hmm. able to survive and do cool things and make himself camouflaged and things like that. Use uh, the canvas as a shirt. Yeah, I mean, it was just kind of cool seeing that his movements. Uh, he took it very seriously, and I think that. You see a side of Stallone, too, as an actor in this movie. You take notice, and you go, hmm, interesting. And especially at the end, his final monologue, I like it, but the one thing I didn't like about it, it's hard to understand him. Uh I had to play it a few times and even have, like, the subtitles 
to get what the hell he was saying. <laughs> kind of Brando-ish in a way. He yeah. m- mumbles sometimes. I mean, you know, he's not, he doesn't have the greatest voice, people. No, no he doesn't. He doesn't. I don't, I don't he has th- to really work on his speech. Even, yeah. You know, uh, at I, this point in his career. I don't think he's ever done stage work. I don't think he can. I just... Well, no, he obviously did set up a salesman. Oh, I think he yeah. did some back in the day. But, yeah, a long But, time. no, he wasn't, like, a, no. a Broadway actor. No. no, no. He didn't really do any of that stuff. No. 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 Um, in the First Blood, I'm trying to see what else I have for First Blood here. I think that might well, be uh, yeah. I have, you know, multiple trips to the emergency room. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, broken ribs, bruised spleen, stitches galore. Yeah, uh, the temperature was really cold. Yeah. <clears> and he was, didn't wear much. It was he unbearable. Just, he roughed it, and the only time he got sick was when they offered him a shot of brandy. That's when he got <laughs> sick. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, Pacino was offered the role first. Turned it down. Uh, Richard Crenna, the guy, his... Uh, his uh, leader in Vietnam, Trotman. I thought did a fantastic job. Yeah, he, he was brought in. Uh, fuck, I don't know if I have this written down, but there's another actor they had in place already, and okay, they had to bring in Krenna. Yeah, like, Krenna, Richard. They Krenna. had to bring him in, dude. He was like reading the lines on the plane there. He got to the set the first day. He told the directors like, "Listen, just I have no idea what I'm doing." <laughs> Okay, he's like, I have an idea, but he's like, you're going to have to just kind of bear with me. Yeah, yeah. And he does a great fucking job. Oh, uh, dude, that scene he has in the tent when he's describing, you know, mm-hmm. Rambo to the cop. And he says, he eats shit that would make a billy goat puke. <laughs> I love that line. It kind of sets up who he is. Yeah. He's a tough guy. Don't mess with this guy. Everybody, everybody in your, you know, <laughs> cop land, they're going to end up in body bags if you go mm-hmm. after this guy. Very cool character, uh, and I think that's all I have about uh, that. We, we need to talk about the ending of the movie. Okay. And do you know how the original ending went? Uh, he dies in the original, I think. He Correct? He commits suicide. Yeah. Okay. And that was the original uh, screening when they first premiered this to mm. some audiences. Uh, they had Ro- Rambo... I almost called him Rocky. <laughs> I know. It's hard to do. People start with R, too. Yeah, thanks. Uh, they, they showed that screening of him killing himself. Hmm. And it got such poor reactions, and they the audience just it. fucking hated it, that they had, <laughs> they had switched it over to wow. him living. Okay. Before we move on to Rambo uh, First Blood Part 2, which we're just going to lightly touch on. <clears throat> I have a note here. I watched... He was on Oprah in 1989. Okay. He had this long hair. I mean, for, Rock, Rambo, for Rambo, hair? yeah. He had the Rambo hair. It looked like a moron. <laughs> he <laughs> did. was feathered. And... In this Oprah appearance, they were fawning all over. You should have seen Oprah. It was like God was sitting next to her. She was just like butter. Oh, it was ridiculous. Dude, but... he was so huge. Dude. Oh, he was. He... he was huge. I mean, was he bigger than Tom Cruise at that time? I think he, oh, yeah. Obviously, oh, yeah. like he did Rocky and Rambo. I mean, he was huge enormous at that time but anyways during this whole oprah thing at the end she gets up there into the audience and they're asking questions okay this one lady stood up and starts drilling him about how she knows this kid that lives next door who's seven years old he just looks up to you so much but he's so violent and oh he's gonna grow up to be in jail how do you you know do you consider yourself a role model because of this sly played it so cool he said I don't know this kid, 
but I just want you to know this. I do these movies, and most of the time, I'm against killing anybody in these movies, but I am the hero. That's what I portray. I'm the guy that gets rid of the bad guys, one way or another. So <clears throat> the message I am trying to put out there, and I understand your what you're going through, but I want everybody to know that a seven-year-old may not understand my films all the way through, but they're meant to be inspirational and to be a hero. And he really, he took that situation instead of being defensive, <laughs> be like, well, my movies, right. I'm not doing that. Yeah. He explained it very coolly, you know, very confident about what he's doing. And then the next lady stood up and said, well, I don't know about you, but I have an eight-year-old, he adores you, and he wants to be a hero. You know? Ah, nice. And she like looked over at the lady behind her. <laughs> Take that, you and, bitch. And Sly's like, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to put that in there. That's great, dude. Fascinating. I didn't, I didn't see that interview. Yeah. Um, just touching on Rambo, uh, the second one. It was an okay movie. Uh, as far as sequels go, it was okay. I want to shout out though, Julia Nixon. She played the love interest. I'm actually pretty good friends with her on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. She's super cool. We've kept in touch for a long time on the Brando screenplay. She was instrumental in like wanting to get that done. Mm. She's a big Brando fan. And uh, we still keep in touch. She's just a spectacular person. Very beautiful in this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, a man died on the set of this movie due to an explosion. So they dedicated the movie to him. Wow. And Stallone trained for eight months. And James Cameron wrote this screenplay. The producers wanted to team up with Travolta and Stallone, work in the jungles together. Stallone's like, uh, I like John, but no, <laughs> I'm going solo. You want to get me somebody? Get a female you know, person next yeah, to me. We'll okay. go through the jungle together, okay. have a little love romance. But I'm not, John is not going to rumble through the jungle with me. Poor John. I know, right? John's like, come on, Sly. Really? Well, I guess I'll do look who's talking. <laughs> Oh, I don't that, that, think that was around yeah. that time. And, you know, the ending of this movie I liked, when he's got that the, the gun with the, the bullets kind of flying, he's oh, that shooting up that epic. fucking asshole yeah. at the end. I thought that was good, too. Worse. Yeah. So after f the second one, you want to talk about something? Okay. Okay, just real quick, I want to touch on uh, Rocky IV. Uh, Dolph Lundgren and Carl Weathers did not get along on set during this, and... Uh, uh, Rocky, uh, Sly himself, ended up in the hospital for five days because him and Dolph Lundgren were really punching each other so hard. Lundgren had actually hurt uh, Sylvester Stallone's heart, and he had to go to the hospital for five days to recover. The training scenes took place in Wyoming, not in Russia, and the uh, love, the song from Survivor called Burning Heart. That's my favorite song in the movie. And in Rocky V... Sly was disappointed in this film. Burt Young believes that Stallone didn't give 100% like he did in the other ones. Uh, his son appears in this movie, Sage. Uh, and I have here, I like the, strike, the, the fighting scene at the end. And uh, Rocky was supposed to die in the original version. Sly made this film out of greed, he said. And this also mirrored his life in many ways at that time. And he did that. That nearly every Rocky movie he would do. And that it would mirror his life. So we should also mention some of the movies he's had that I've enjoyed. And Go I think for it, Most man. of his fans have, too. All right. Uh, you got Tango and Cash with Kurt Russell. Uh, I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, he's I awesome. I do, man. man. I just like him. He's just very natural, fun. He seems like a funny dude. He does. You know? Uh, I like the movie. It didn't do well, I guess. I don't know how it didn't. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. So Terry whatever. Hatcher's in there. She's hot. Oh, that's right. Oh, she's hot. 
Yeah. Jesse plays uh, um, Kurt Russell's sister. No, Stallone's sister. And Kurt, and Ru- Kurt Russell wants to get yeah. her. Yeah. Stallone didn't like that. So, yeah, good movie. Uh, and then, obviously, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Oh, my God. With Estelle Getty or something her name is? One of the Golden Girls. One of the Golden Girls. That was a bad movie. Saw that in the theater. <laughs> didn't like it. He, Corny as shit. He admits this is the worst movie he's ever <laughs> Yeah, done. I can believe that. Besides uh, the soft porn. Yeah. I, yeah, right. I don't know which one he hated more. Maybe he hated this one more. <laughs> Poor Estelle Getty. Um, uh, Demolition Man, which it's right. been a long time since I'd seen I it. Never I never saw it. it. Good. Shame on me. Uh, another movie in 95. Okay. He did Assassins okay. with Antonio yeah. Banderas. Yeah, good movie. I fucking love this movie. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is phenomenal yeah, he in is. this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's better than Stallone. He's a great actor, period. This I think. Probably my favorite role of his for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, so I had to mention that, and I have to mention Copland in 97. Oh, yeah. I think I have some notes on that one, too. I think they're further on down the line here. Let me see here. Copland. Yeah. Loved his performance. He's great. Yeah. And I remember a lot of people were, you know, be, before it came out and, it, you know, people were getting some some shots of Stallone at, during the making of this movie. It was kind of a big deal. Because he's out. overweight. Yeah, I mean, he's no big. one's really ever seen Stallone out of shape. 40 pounds he gained. 40. I mean, he looked terrible. So everyone, the, the anticipation for that alone, I remember... At yeah. this time, I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie because he looks like a, a completely yeah. different character. And it didn't disappoint. No, I don't think it did. I don't think so. The cast, oh. obviously, I'll read this off. Go Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. There you have it. Harvey Keitel. Ray Liotta, who's fucking phenomenal in yeah, this movie. Yeah, he was strung out on coke like the whole time. Oh, he was <laughs> so good. Yeah. Peter Berg, who... Peter Berg? He's, he was in Fire in the Sky... Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, he's right. He's also in Collateral. He was a dick in this movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he usually does kind of, no, yeah. maybe not, but he's he's kind of like an underrated actor. He's always kind yeah, of, he yeah, doesn't do yeah. a whole lot. No, but, he doesn't, no. Uh, Janine Garofalo, which is weird oh, that she's yeah. in this movie. She's yeah. like, a, she's a police officer. That's well. right, yeah, okay. Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick? Who's he that? He was also in Fire in the Sky. Okay. He played the bad guy in Terminator 2. Oh yeah, okay. He His grew name, up okay. All in right. This area. He grew Did up he? for a little while in Avon, which is no kidding. Maybe a half hour, forty minutes. From he us, grew up in Avon with his brother, who's okay. the lead singer to Filter. Oh my god, I didn't know this. Yeah, I love Filter. They're a good oh, band. Filter is really good. <laughs> oh my god, I did not know that. So Robert Patrick, I think, is another one who's. Like, I like him too. He's solid all the time. Wow. Uh, nice and, notes, Dave. Good. Yeah, and wow. also Michael Rappaport. Yeah, right. Who is. Who is a very strange guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about him. He's an oddball. He's an oddball. Okay, so yeah, Copland, I recommend if you've never seen Copland. <laughs> Big time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's great acting all around. I mean, there's not a weak link in that movie. No, not at all. We did skip over Cliffhanger. Good movie. Very oh. entertaining. A lot of action. Uh, I'm Afraid of Heights, so it's rough for me to watch this movie, but very entertaining. My palms sweat. Every time I see it. Okay, so then uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about Rocky Balboa. Yeah, oh, sorry, real oh. quick. In 2000, he did Get Carter, which got yeah. some bad reviews. Yeah, I it, didn't see it. I, I, I didn't mind it. I, okay, I it oh, you've seen it? it? Okay. Yeah, I, it, it's got Miranda Richardson, Rachel, okay. Lee, Rachel Lee Cook, John C. McGin- McKinley. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Alan Cumming, which is odd. Oh, yeah, he's good. Uh, Michael Caine, who was in the original. Mm, okay. And then Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. By the way, I finally did see that scene you were talking about. What'd you think? Fantastic. Yeah, it's a 
it's, it's oh man, deep, right? It's, deep. Yeah, it's very deep. He's going through like you said. He's going through a lot. He's something's in his head. Yeah. It works. It's what a scene, right? A great scene. Very short, sweet, and just remarkable. Glad that you saw. So it, Dave. that's <laughs> we're referring to the scene of Mickey Rourke and Jack Nicholson yeah. in the movie The Pledge. The Pledge. Directed and by all, Sean Penn. All you have to do is Google Mickey Rourke and Jack Nicholson. And it does come up, right? Let, the all YouTube had to put video it. will show up. Yeah. What a scene. Woo! I could Sorry, talk about that scene for about a half an hour. Okay, but we're not, we can't do that. No. we got to move on. <laughs> uh, Dave wants to talk a bit about Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa came out in 06. 06. And, like, I maybe most fans... Of the Rocky series, I was a bit nervous. I was excited, but I was like, oh my god. What if it sucks? Stallone's so old. and Yeah. You know, I'm like, how's this really... What if this sucks? Like, Rocky V was kind of a disappointment. So, oh, I, yeah. was, I was a bit worried that this would be worse. And I couldn't... I couldn't tell you how, how much I love this movie. <laughs> it's so good. In fact, I like it more... I may like it more than Rocky Three okay. and Four. I could see that. Because uh, it really is Stallone not just reviving the Rocky character, but himself. Yeah, he does that. He he was the underdog for this. Like you said, nobody wanted to do this movie. No, they thought that Rocky is done. Sylvester, just move on, man. So, um, it's also introduced to me anyways, and I'll fuck up this guy's last name, I'm Uh-oh. sure. Uh-oh. Milo Ventimiglia. Oh, uh, Milo. Okay, he's, a, he's the actor in This Is Us. Right. Uh, huge awesome show oh yeah great show and he got that role primarily because he also has the same disability with the mouth uh same thing happened to him so a nice choice he's a great great actor solid actor. solid and they became very good friends still to this day and sly has a cameo on this is us yeah, it's a dude, favorite it was so awesome i couldn't wait to oh, see yeah. that episode they're very close those two very so, close um I, I know we're running out of time here no, that's all right. But uh, for this movie, they they couldn't find an arena to shoot it. Okay. So they kind of had to settle on a, an arena, a okay. venue in Vegas where a fight was actually happening. Okay. It was be- between Bernard Hopkins and Jermaine Taylor, for those who okay. know boxing. Right. But uh, so they used the crowd for this fight, mm-hmm. and Stallone's kind of worried. He's like, what if they boo me? <laughs> you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're trying to film a movie here, and they're watching a boxing yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when he comes out of from the, the, the tunnel and is making his way to the ring, yeah. the whole crowd stands up, wow. starts cheering, Rocky, Rocky. How exciting is I that? I mean, that's not, these people were not told to do this. No. And someone in the crew says that's probably the most cheering they heard that whole night. <laughs> Was because of Sly <laughs> and, and not the and main Rocky. Event. Wow. You know, Adrian has, uh, in that movie, she, she passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how the movie starts. Is it, he's at her grave? Yeah, she had passed away years prior. And that's a gravestone? It's, it's, that's real. There is a gravestone of Adrian Balboa in Philly. No shit. You can go and see it. Nobody's buried there, of course. But there's a tombstone erected in a cemetery in Philadelphia. Wow. To Adrian. The character herself is dead in a you know fake grave. But there is a tombstone with her name on it. Uh. I thought that was very interesting. I need to see that. Uh, the most realistic fight scenes, I think, are in this movie. Well, do you know why? They're, They're really, really hitting, hitting each other. Incredible. How can they... <laughs> They're, dude, he, right, he, he was, what, 60-something when they did this movie. Yeah. And he says that they were really punching. At one point in the film, 
Rocky gets knocked down for the nine count, mm-hmm. and he's struggling to get up mm-hmm. because he really was knocked struggling out. to get up. And it's so what you're seeing is real. He's not exactly acting. <laughs> it's it's amazing it's to me how you you think to yourself while you're watching the movie, it looks great and and it looks real, and and you think next time you watch it, it is yeah. like most of that stuff. They're really getting hit. They're going through the shit and. Sly trained for six months to prepare for this role. Probably because of his age, he had to get himself in the right physical condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that when he was up against a real fighter during the training process, he would spar with real fighters. And they would get to hitting each other. And Rocky said the one time the real hitter hit him, it hit his arm, he, he got the wind knocked out of him. It hurt that bad. It went from his elbow all the way around his body. Holy it hurt shit. so bad. And he said, I can't train with real fighters anymore. I can't do it. <laughs> they're like on another level, these guys. Of course. They're just, they're a certain breed. Only certain people can be boxers. They're that good. He's like, I can't take this hitting. I'll die. <laughs> good God, man. I give him credit for doing that at that age. I really do. I mean, it's just incredible. That's, I mean, but dedication. I threw a rock the other day. Yeah. My shoulder hurts. <laughs> I know, right? That's how out of shape I am. I couldn't imagine the way they train and how they had to go about preparing for the role and going all through the choreography of the scene and how, I don't know, this takes a lot out of you. I oh, think sure um, Carl Weathers said that the first time in the original Rocky, when they got up there to practice, he goes, we were doing it for 10 minutes because I was, I was exhausted. I, was du- I couldn't move. Wow. He was that tired. And this guy was a professional athlete. He played for the Chargers. Uh, a football player, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He played for the San Diego Chargers and wanted to be an actor so bad. After his playing career was over, he couldn't wait to try acting. So uh, I think that we're moving on to Creed. Would that be next on your list? Uh, No, we have to talk about Rambo now. Another one. In 2008, he comes up with now Rambo. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Which was fantastic. If you haven't, have you seen it? Dave, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think I did. Oh, you, I have I don't it. think so. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. It does not disappoint. I don't think I've seen that one. It's bloody as hell. It's gruesome. It's yeah, I heard badass, there's a lot it's of it's blood. It's a badass movie. <laughs> it has uh, Julia Benz in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dexter's Dexter. love interest yeah. in the first four seasons. Yeah, she's cute. Very um, the only note I have here is that he hardly had any dialogue. Not much. Hmm. <laughs> it's not a whole lot of Just dialogue. a lot of things blowing up. Yeah, and, uh... he's just killing people. <laughs> <laughs> um, also written and directed by him. Okay, before we move on, I want to touch on Staying Alive. He directed this movie, uh, and I forget the exact when it was done. Do you have when it was done? Yeah, uh, hold on. He directed, this is the sequel to Saturday Night <clears throat> Fever. 1983. 1983. So that was right after Rocky Three. Okay. And uh, this was panned. It made money because you got John Travolta and Sly working together. I love this movie. I watch it every year. It's like one of those movies I put in the summer I sit back, I watch this movie, there's great music. <laughs> I a, did not know this. <laughs> I'm a big John Travolta fan. Oh, Amy, yeah. my wife, she's like, why do you like this movie? Why? You have the like, same with like Urban Cowboy? Yeah, Don't Urban Cowboy. That once a year? Uh, probably. I just, I grew I up know. watching those movies. Our mother had the album. Okay, I'd listen right. to it all the time. There's something, it reminds me of my childhood maybe. 
but in this in the movie, Sly directs it. And John Travolta's walking down the street in the movie, and he bumps into somebody and turns around and it's Sylvester Stallone. The put crowd himself, yeah. goes wild. <laughs> but he had to put himself in the movie. Yeah. He just he, can't help it. He wrote and directed. Travolta knew, like, man, this guy knows what he's doing yeah. with sequels. He, yeah, so obviously. he asked him, like, will you write and direct this movie? I yeah. need a hit here. <laughs> I need something sly. <laughs> you know, like, so. so I just wanted to point out yeah, staying no, that's, alive. <clears throat> that's awesome. All right. What's next? Um, well, he, he did The Expendables. Okay. Which is another one he directed. He did the screenplay. And this has a whole bunch, you know, Jason Stratham. Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Steve Austin, Mickey Rourke, mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis, and yeah. Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, popping up. I know we talked about him <laughs> on that one episode. We're like, yeah, what the uh, hell is he doing these days? There you and go. Here you go. And he was also in some Lifetime movie that Lisa was watching the other day. He's, uh, he's working. It was a pretty bad movie. Yeah, well, it's a Lifetime movie, folks. How good can it be? Um, but after that... <laughs> For me, I have in 2015, he did Creed. 2015, not that long ago. Yeah. And I liked it. Very it's, good movie. It's good. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, he already said goodbye to the Rocky saga, and he's starting a whole new one now, which is very exciting, because he's still yeah. playing Rocky, but it's not about Rocky. It's now about Creed's son. It's a um, new thing, but the same character. Whose name is Adonis. Adonis. And it's played by Michael B. Jordan, who's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, he did movie. great. And he kind of reminds you a little bit of Apollo, yeah. but like more of a, a modern, a modern right. Apollo. Right. So um, very well done by that actor. Not easy to do, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's directed by Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. and he says he was completely blown away by Stallone, and just how big of a heart he has and how generous he is. He's like he never left a meeting without him giving him some kind of gift. And really? He says uh, he showed up with like four pages of like background notes on his character. Amazing. Of Rocky, who he's already played, what, six times at this point <laughs> since like 1976. Yep. That's how dedicated and serious he was yeah. and is when he approaches a movie. He knows what happens to all of his characters after the movie is over. Like uh, in Rocky Four, the Russian. Like, what happens to him afterwards? Like, he becomes an alcoholic or something in Russia. And then Tommy Gunn from Rocky Five. Like, he knows what they're going to be doing in the future. He gets that deep into it. And that... And He's not fucking around. That <laughs> obviously shows, I guess, with... Uh, it, it, the audience obviously gets that because you we become so involved and we do have a connection with some of these characters and we feel like we know them. Yeah. Especially when you make six movies of them. And yeah, like, Paulie, obviously. You feel like you know that guy. Yeah, you do. What a great character. Even really though he is. fucked up the family fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to move back to Philly all broke and everything. Oh, man. It, he, he he tried. You know, he tried. <laughs> and and uh, obviously right now they are working on Creed 2. Awesome. Uh, which kind of, you know, this kind of sums up the movies, I think. I think so, too. And, and before we end that, Creed 2, I found this interesting. In the next one, the next installment... Uh, Adonis, is it? He's mm-hmm. going to be fighting. Do you know who? Oh, yeah. The Russian... Uh, from Rocky Four. From Rocky Four, his son. His son. That's going to be awesome. How awesome is that? How does he come up with this shit? That's awesome. It's That's going to be good. Um, right now, they're filming, and it's kind of like... I told Jeff, and like, you have to get on Instagram 
and, and check out Stallone's yeah, page. Yeah, and I Because did. right now they're filming. I think they may have wrapped up filming, but he's still in Philly. Okay. And he's like, every day it seems like he's posting something that he's doing in Philly. Like, I think just today he posted how he went to go visit <clears throat> where uh, the old pet store was okay. across from Mickey's. Yeah, it was right by it, yeah. Mickey's gym. And it's really cool to see, like, he... On Instagram, he's so active. Like, if you're a huge fan, you probably people are already yeah, hip to this. But yeah. if you're dorks like us, you're like, oh my god, this Instagram, is cool. what's this? I mean, I, that's you know, I know I, I bash <laughs> a lot of social yeah. media, but this is like the one instance where it's like it's really a good thing, and and Stallone using it in a good way. Yeah, he is. He's really, dude. He loves his fans. Oh, yeah, he a does. Lot. Yeah, if you watch a lot of his videos. I mean, he's very appreciative. Mm-hmm. He'll sign autographs and take pictures for as long as he can. And yeah. He just seems like a very down-to-earth, cool dude. He is. I agree. Not that much turmoil. You know, he's not a controversial figure. Oh, he's beloved. Right. There's no doubt about that. I mean, just a good guy. And before we start wrapping it up, I want to point out the fact that he had a statue made of himself standing in Philadelphia, that Rocky pose. <coughs> I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. How many people have a freaking statue of in, themselves? During, um, I would have Christmas parties yeah. for work out there okay. in Philly. Mm-hmm. So I obviously went to the art museum there, saw the steps, that iconic, so cool. iconic steps, and the statues like right off to the right of the steps if you're facing the museum. So it's still up there? It's still there. Okay. He visited just not long ago. He'll make appearances out of the fucking blue. Oh, man. And apparently when... <clears throat> When I was there, this was maybe a few years ago, apparently I missed it by like a month, a month earlier when I was there, he made some random appearance and just started running the steps with people, taking pictures, signing autographs. Uh, This is the kind of person he is. He's, he loves Philadelphia. That's great. And he loves to just, you know. Well, he's from there. So, I mean, that's his hometown and it means a lot to him. That's where his roots are. (laughs) And that's where Rocky was born. So it's got to be a big part of his life. He probably loves going back there every time yeah. and making like good memories. Yeah, great memories and just showing up whenever, you know, just flattering all the fans, doing them, you know, making them feel good and just a great thing. Rocky. What <laughs> a character in American history. Really. It really He's is. He's inspired a lot of people. He really has. And that leads me to this quote from Matt Damon. Okay. He was inspired by Stallone in his early career because as he's pitching Goodwill Hunting, you know, the studios, they really wanted them, but they were like, God, DiCaprio would be so good in this. Of course. So it was he was fighting the same kind of battle that Stallone was. They're like, yeah. we love this script, but not you so much. <laughs> you know, like, we want someone else. Yeah, no you, one knows yeah, you. You might be good, but we don't know that. So, uh, you know, when they said you can't do this, and he was just like, you know, actually... Yeah, they would be like, you can't do this. And yeah. he's like, actually, it's been done before. Yeah. Stone did it. Yeah. And so, you know, he inspired so many people in the he, business. Not only the business, but just to not give up if anybody. you believe in something. Anything in your dreams. Don't give up. That's the message that he gave to us with that iconic character. Yeah. And uh, I have a few notes about Stallone here. Uh, he likes to paint with oil. And his hero is Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, Planet Hollywood creator with uh, Bruce Willis and Arnold. Uh-huh. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, he has an autistic son, and that crushed him at first. It really did. It it's put him difficult. back. Uh, he said that he felt that he was being punished by God. 
And yeah. it took him a while to kind of take a hold of that situation. Um, and I have a note here that his brother Frank is a pretty well-known musician. Uh, he did a couple of hits with his movies. And seems like a pretty cool guy, actually. Uh, he turned down the boxer role in Pulp Fiction. I didn't know that. That Bruce Willis would do. Really? Stallone turned that down. I thought he would have done awesome. Oh, yeah. That would have been a great role for him, wow, I think. Wow, I did not know that. Um, he wants to direct the film with uh, the life and times of Edgar Allan Poe, right. and I hope that it happens before too long. I really do. I think that he's very Running passionate about that, and I hope he does. And he also turned down the role of Superman that went to Christopher Reeve. No kidding. Do you believe that? As big of a fan that he was with superheroes, I'm surprised he didn't want to do that. Maybe he felt he just couldn't do it. Uh, I don't think he's good-looking enough. Well, I I, 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 I think agree. he like, felt that he just wouldn't have done a good job. Yeah, Christopher Reeve was fantastic. Yeah, he was. Um, do you have anything to uh, add to this episode of Sly? You no, know, I just, I love Stallone. I know you do. You're I one do. of his biggest fans. Yeah. I know that. Uh, the, when it comes to certain celebrities, like I admire them for their acting yes. first. Usually it's their acting. But there's something about Stallone that's just very appealing, and I think it is that whole inspiration. He and... With his movies, there you know Rocky. It's not about boxing. It's never about boxing, really. You're it's, right. There's always like kind of like a. It's a subplot, right? It's about his life, right? It really is about his life. It's about these awesome characters, great acting, great directing, great music. Bill um, Conti, we didn't mention that he yeah, composed it. Right. A lot of the movies, if not all of them. It, 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 there's just something about Stallone that I appreciate him more than probably any other celebrity. Wow, that's saying a lot. It is. There's something about him that is so inspiring as a person, yeah. as, a, as an actor, too. Uh, I think a lot of people may overlook how good of an actor he actually is. Because I think he's one of the actors that has the most Razzies, unfortunately, which is the award yeah. they give for bat, um, sorry, worst actor. We didn't mention Over the Top. Oh, man. <laughs> how the hell did that happen? Well, we might as well just touch on it now, man. I know. Arm wrestling. It's like a lot of people hate this movie, but maybe I love we it. grew up watching oh, yeah. it. And it was just like, I, I liked it. I did, um, too. Over the Top's a good movie. It is. Arm wrestling, I get it. But there's a great exciting. story. But, yeah, it is a good story, I guess. Him and his it's, son. It's corny as fuck, obviously. It's about arm wrestling. Come on. But it's exciting. But he has a sense of humor about it because did you ever see the Saturday Night Live? Oh, uh, no. They made fun of it a little bit. Did they? There's a skit where um, Norm MacDonald is like badly hurt and he needs an ambulance. Uh -huh. And Stallone, being himself, Stallone, is like <laughs> at his aid. <laughs> okay. You've never seen this? No, I've never seen oh, it. I gotta God, check it out. You gotta YouTube it. It's probably on there. Oh, I'm sure it is. And it's just funny because he's like, Norm MacDonald is basically, as he's dying, is like making fun of Stallone's movies. <laughs> And he's, like, making fun of over the top. He's like, you know what? We need a movie about arm wrestling. <laughs> you know, and Sloan's face the whole time is like, ah, oh, shit. Here we go. And then and then this is... A, <laughs> and then at the very end of it, like, Norm MacDonald, like, almost is, like, passing out. He's, like, dying. And he's, like, whispering. He's like, stop, stop. And Sloan's like, wait, wait, hold on. He's trying to say something. He's trying to say something. And then Norm MacDonald's like, stop. Stop or my mom will shoot. Oh, <laughs> it sucked. And he has like such a sense of humor about these bad movies he's done, you know. Hey, you know what? The actors he make bad to. movies. He knows. He's man. not a moron. I mean, he, he did Rhinestone. You ever seen no, that? No, I've never seen that. Oh, he plays a singer with Dolly Parton, a country singer. God, it sounds horrible. Oh my God, it was horrible. 
What's horrible. he thinking? I Some don't of know. these movies. Try to do, he thinks he can sing, like, because brother can sing, so he wants to be able to sing too. He just he can't sing. The guy can't sing. But anyways, okay. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Sylve- is it Sylvester or Sylvester? Sylvester. Okay, so that I, I did say it correctly. Uh, for giving us Rocky, for giving us John Rambo, uh, for inspiring all of us, not just actors, writers, producers, and directors in the movie business, but, I mean, on any level, in any career, or just life itself, you really did reach out and touch us in many ways with your films, and we really appreciate that. Uh, and, uh, and for those of you who do appreciate Stallone just as much as we do, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a great time here. Uh, one of the episodes that we, I don't know, I felt really relaxed more in this episode, uh, talking about Sly, maybe because it was just a little more laid back. We weren't talking about a controversial figure like yeah. Penn and all that stuff. So it was great just having a nice conversation. Go ahead and check out the website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. My numbers are good. They're not great. I'm getting a very steady about 70 listens now a day, which is not bad. I still haven't eclipsed eclipsed 100 a day yet. Getting there. I want to see that happen. So it's slowly getting there. So I hope that you reach out and tell people about this podcast. It's about actors, movies, actresses. We're sitting down. We're just having a nice conversation talking about these amazing people. And that's exactly what they are. They're amazing. So check out Instagram. Uh, Check out Facebook. You put in the Actors Room, I pop up. And uh, my Twitter account is pretty dead right now. But I'm also on Twitter too. So check it out. Uh, we're going to collaborate once again. We'll talk in the future about doing somebody else. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's, that's the episode. That's that's it, huh? Yeah. Any <laughs> other last notes you want to put in there? Anything um, you want to say? I, I do want to talk about this one quote from Stallone. He gave Go a for it, presentation man. in 2010 in which he kind of discusses Rocky. Okay. And really does sum it up of who Rocky is. And okay. he says, idea of doing the film, everyone has a dream. Slight dilemma then you get to a point where you might not make it to a certain level, but you can set your own goals. And you may not be the best in the world, but at least you can rise to a level that you could be confident and calm with, uh, I'm sorry, confident and calm with and proud of yourself. Mm. You may not be the best in the world, but you can be the best in your life. Oh, that's good. And that's really what Rocky's all about, and that's why so many people love it so much. Yeah, being comfortable in what you did for yourself, fulfilling that thing that you wanted to do, and And, you did it. And that brings it back to that that scene that they didn't want to do for Rocky, and he's like, no, this is the most important part of the movie. We're going to fucking do this. Because this is what it's all about. And and they did it, thank God. It wasn't necessarily so much for him winning. No. That's not what it's it all about. Nothing to do with that. So um, he reached that's what makes goal. it so special. Mm-hmm. You expect him to win at the end, right? He's the hero. You you would think that that would be the way to go, but it's not. And that's what makes it so much better. I think you're right. And it was just a great choice, great writing. And that is a that's one of the things that he is great at writing. Don't take that for granted. He is a great artist through and through, acting, writing, and directing. So. Thank you once again for listening to this episode of The Actors Room. Once again, my name is Jeff Tarowski with my brother, Dave Tarowski. All right, man, that's it. Uh, we're going to leave you with this. Uh, put in that movie tonight, one that makes you feel happy or, what you know, one that makes you feel sad. It all depends on what kind of mood you're in, right? Maybe a movie you haven't seen in a while. 
pop in a Sly movie, right? Absolutely. I've been watching his movies all for the past two <laughs> weeks, and I love them so much, right? If there's a movie that maybe I would recommend that isn't, you know, too popular, over the top, the arm wrestling one is fun. You know, put Cop, a fun Copland. Copland would be a good Copland, one, too. That's, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. He's a pretty good actor, and I hate hearing that he's not. I think he's a very good actor. Oh, I think he's fantastic. He doesn't get enough credit for it. And he loves it. He loves to act. He always did. Mm -hmm. So thank you once again. God bless you. Have a good one.